listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Unto the Lord for he As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you. Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com, all of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646 478 0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page when Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also, be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy, but praise God. Jesus came to set the captives free. I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning Father, I thank you. I thank you for this word that you have given me. I thank you that your word has life and it has power. That it always goes forth to accomplish the very purposes for which you have sent it. I thank you, Lord God, that when truth comes, it brings liberty. Hallelujah. So, Holy Spirit, have your way as I share this message with your people. Hallelujah. With the people of God. Those who know you and those who are yet to know you. 
And I give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we are continuing in the title, Elevation in Love. This is actually part three. And this part three is focused on peace with God. So the full title is Elevation in Love, Peace with God. And this love that we are speaking of is the agape love. The love that comes from God. The word elevation. I gave this definition for the verb elevate. This verb is an action. But the action is coming from God and not from us. This is what he is going to do in our lives. Elevate means to lift up. Hallelujah. Increase the level. Make higher and transport. So this is what this is what God is going to do in our life as it pertains to his love. Hallelujah. He's going to lift up, increase the level, make higher and transport. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I want to start off with the scripture, Romans 8, and I am going to read verses 12 through 17. So don't you see that we don't owe, well, let me back up a little bit. This is from the Message Bible. So the Message Bible reads more like... Uh, what we would speak in conversation or if we were to uh, give expression to um, a scripture that we read. Amen. And we just put it in just plain layman's terms. So I, I just thought it was just so beautiful how this particular scripture reads in the Message Bible. So if you have your Bibles and you've got your device, let's get to Romans 8. And we're going to start in verse 12. And we're going to read from, through, from 12 through 17. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? I love that. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent. That do-it-yourself life, that's the old man. Because we are a new creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's nothing in it for us. Nothing at all. That's where we have to get to that place. Where we recognize that there's nothing in that old life. Hallelujah. In that old man for us. Nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirm who we really are. We know who he is and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us. An unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we, if we go through the hard times with him, then we're certainly going to go through the good times with him. 
Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is a perspective that we need to keep. There is nothing in that life of the old man. There is nothing at all for us in it. Our focus should not be in dealing with the old man, but in learning and exploring who we are as this new creation. Hallelujah. We've gone from spiritual death to spiritual life. We are alive in Christ. Now let's discover what this means. Hallelujah. Uh, Let's drop down to verse 31 in the same chapter. This is out of the um, English Standard Version. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition, I'm sorry, this is still the Message Bible. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Let me start over. Verse 31. So what do you think? With God on our side like this, How can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition, exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking us, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. No, in the King uh, James, it says, what can separate us? The question is asked, what can separate us from the love of God? Amen. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homeliness, homelessness, not bullying, threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. None of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing, living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus Our master has embraced us. Glory to God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's something worth repeating to yourself every day. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. What a promise. What an absolute. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus 
is to understand what we have through his love for us. And without this knowledge and understanding, we will continue to seek things outside of ourselves to make us feel complete or to bring fulfillment. The lie from the enemy, Satan, has always been about who we are. We are the beloved. We are the beloved. We are the beloved sons of God. Satan created this world. And this world carries the perverted intent of God for man. So what we see on display here is Satan's perversion of God's plan for man. And this power to create this world came as a result of man handing over this power of authority into the hands of Satan. He did it because he allowed himself to be deceived by the cunning words of the enemy. We need to know that we are not here in this earth just to carve out a good life through getting a good education, having a good job, and having all the the material possessions that say, I'm living the American dream. That's the world that the enemy wants you to live in. He knows who we are. He knows who we are. And if he can keep us occupied with living the American dream, he can keep us from taking over the spiritual territory which will manifest itself also in the natural that he has claimed and laid hold of. He knows that he is a defeated foe. He knows that. So he has to create a deception. So that we are still following after something. That says that there is more for us. The same as eating from that spiritual tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You'll be like God because then you'll have this knowledge. I'm decreeing and declaring that we are rejecting We are rejecting this false life that the enemy has offered us as a distraction. This is the season that we are going to move into the full understanding of the significance of our journey here in the earth. And we are just journeying, journeying. I shouldn't even use that word if I'm going to have such a hard time getting it out. But we are just travelers, hallelujah, traveling through in this earth. This is not our home. This is the broken world that was created by Satan. But we are here. On assignment, a very important.
important assignment in the plan of God. Hallelujah. The church, part of the manifold wisdom of God here in the earth. Amen. At the end of this world, at the end of it all, and surely this world will fade away and give way to a new earth and a new heaven. The scripture tells us that there will be a new earth and a new heaven. Abraham was a man who accepted God's plan for his life. As a result, as he went through this world, he was provided with everything that he needed. And he had God's favor and God gave him the favor with man. The plan was that through Abraham, he would give birth to nations. His descendants would be as numerous as the stars. We can't even count the stars. And this is the promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we are the stars. Hallelujah. That God spoke of to Abraham. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, just as we have been made a new creation, and we've moved from death to life, that same plan is for the earth as well. The earth right now is groaning and travailing. Let's go back to Romans 8. And this time, this is the um, English Standard Version. I'm going to begin reading in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. That's us. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. That the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. My brothers and sisters, the great lie that the church faces today is mixture. The mixture of this world's system with the gospel of Jesus Christ. This mixture has weakened us. And the enemy knows this. For he is the deceiver. When we don't understand the church's true purpose... Our individual purpose and how we fit into the body of Christ and supply a very specific need in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. In our country here in the United States, from the very beginning of the formation of the United States 
We started off with these early founding documents like the Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, uh, the, the, um, the Emancipation Proclamation. But these documents were a mixture of God's system and the world's system. In fact, in the putting together, if you study the history, in the putting together of these documents, these men quarreled. It's, it's like, for example, in the Declaration of Independence, declaring that all men are created equal. That's a problem if you own slaves. That's a problem if your economy is being propped up by slavery. And so the language was changed. There were certain things in it, in the original draft that was removed. Amen. Amen. And so to come up with a new definition for slaves to say that they were, uh, I don't know if it was one-fifth or one-third um, a man, so they're not a full man, so that would not apply to them. There would be a different set of rules. And so, and that's just one example. You know, we have the American, and I mean, there's just all kinds of things that we, I can give examples for, but what I am saying is that what we're seeing now is just the progression of the brokenness that has been appearing throughout our nation's history. And we as believers need to recognize that it is a perversion. It is not the fullness of God's plan. It's like having a religion, religions that we call false religions because it may contain some truth, but not the whole truth. Like most of the time it's because they don't recognize Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In most false, in, in a false religion, in all false religions, they don't, re, they don't recognize Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But God is love. And he is not a respecter of persons. So when we see a system that is in operation, that is a respecter of persons, we know that this is not of God. Because we know that God is not a respecter of persons. It's very simple. I mean, we make it complicated and we, with all of our human uh, rationales and, you know, logic. But it's very simple. If you see a system that is a respecter of persons, you know it is not of God because God is not a respecter of persons. Our Lord and Savior came into the earth for the express purpose well, I don't know if I should say. Well, one of the express purposes of coming into the earth was to expose the works of the devil. He does not want to be exposed. So he gives us things that on the outside, they look good. They look like good. And especially if you are judging from the knowledge of good and evil, on the face of it, it looks good and he has deceived us with it but if it's good without the heart of God being expressed in it then it has no real value because it's not of God let's read first John Chapter 3, verse 8 through 10. 
Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The word practice. Practice. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning. He can't keep on practicing it. Because he has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. And when we get into things that cause us to be a respecter of persons, the absence of love is is present. That's what it's saying to us. The absence of God's love. It's easy to love your family. It's easy to love those who look like you. It's easy to love those who believe like you. But God is elevating our love to higher heights and deeper depths. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Our life here in this earth is a life of expressing Christ. As the scripture says, it's no longer I that live, but Christ. Christ in me. Hallelujah. That's the hope of glory. Christ in me. And it's not by works. In in Ephesians it tells us, by grace you have been saved through faith, by believing. And not by works, lest any man should boast. And boast and say, I, because I had this great revelation, I accepted Christ. And because I was searching for him. And uh, No. 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 God orchestrated your coming to him. Salvation is the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Salvation is the work of him alone. It is the work of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. One Savior. One Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And the beautiful and glorious thing is that these finished works, this finished work includes not just Uh, forgiveness of sin amen that's past present and future it's forgiveness of sin we have been declared not guilty this finished work includes healing healing for our physical bodies Hallelujah. By his stripes, you were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, by his wounds, glory to God, we were healed. Thank you, Jesus. That's an inheritance of this finished work. That we are a new creation. The old man was put away in the grave when Jesus went to the grave. And when he came up, hallelujah, resurrection life in the newness of life, we were brought up into this newness of life. All of this is by simply believing it is already in existence and we say yes we say yes and amen yes and amen we are 
joint heirs with Christ. He has made us to be joint heirs. Seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. More than overcomers. Blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Supplied with everything that we need to live godly and to have an abundant life. Spiritual gifts. And Lord knows we are still exploring all that he has provided for us. Because he said even greater things than the things that he had done while he was in the earth that we shall do. Because he has gone to the Father. He is always in intercession for us. Always on our behalf. Interceding before the Father. All the things that he has done cannot be written in books because the world could not contain the number of the volumes. Think about that. The world would not even be able to hold it. So everything is not even written. Jesus. But he has given us his Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth that will reveal all things, all things to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As I said last week, perfect love casts out all fear. There's no fear in love. Fear implies judgment. The judgment, the handwriting on the wall that was against us. Hallelujah has been dealt with by our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. And because we can have no fear, we are left with absolute peace. We have peace with God. We have peace with God. We are in right standing with him. How could, if God had not dealt with all the sin, he would not have placed his spirit on the inside of us? Hello? Think about it. He could not have placed his precious Holy Spirit inside of us if he had not dealt with sin. So why would we think that he would leave us or forsake us for any of our sinful actions? Not that it's our desire to to be in sin because as that scripture I read to you, if the seed of God is on the inside of you, you don't even want to practice sin any longer. And if you're in the middle of some struggle with sin... You're being mentally tormented because you no longer want to live like that. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I decree that the lie that is holding you in bondage to this sin is broken right now in the name of Jesus, no matter what type of sin it is that's holding you. That it's broken in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. His love for you is perfect. So there should be no fear of judgment.
Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Father loves you as he loves Christ. Go read about that in the book of John. Jesus talks about it. How his Father has loved us as he has loved him. He's loving us in that same way. He has loved us in that same way. He is loving us in that same way. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And it frees us from the negativity that would hold us in bondage. Because the more we feel guilt and condemnation and judgment, which is not from God, because he's dealt with it in his son for us. There's a judgment coming. But right now we're in grace. But at the judgment seat, we can have confidence. Those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and who have been perfected in his love, hallelujah, we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. Only our works will be judged. Because if our works are dead works, they won't be moving on to glory with us. They have no value. So I'm saying to you today to stay in position. A mental position of knowing that you are in Christ. You you abide in him because you've been placed in Christ by the Father. So now you've got to mentally stay there in this position. You are in Christ. You're seated in heavenly places with him. You're never ever separated from the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You are one. Maintain that mental position. This is what is going to give you the correct perspective as you're moving through all of this deception in this world. There's a lot of deception going on and there's a strong spirit of delusion that's currently present. So staying in this position of of knowing that you have been placed in Christ, that you're never separated from the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, seated in heavenly places with him at the right hand of the Father, that he has loved you with an everlasting love. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. That you are a new creation. Hold on to the perspective. Glory to God. Challenge anything that would try and come against that perspective. You are in Christ Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. How you see things, how you make decisions, how you treat others will be affected by the, this mental position that you maintain. Keeping your mind renewed. Keeping your mind renewed. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Having patience. Letting patience have its perfect work in you. Allowing, resting in God. That's what patience is. You're just resting in God and allowing Him to 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 will and do his good pleasure in and through you. Let's read First Corinthians um, chapter thirteen, ten through twelve. I'm going to have to start to wind up a little uh, bit. Um, this is um, a lot longer than I expected. Amen. 
First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, I'm going to start in 10. So this is the love chapter. So this is coming at the, you know, God, he's talking about love, you know, um, love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't, it's not boastful. It doesn't, um, it's not haughty and that um, the gifts are absolutely, gifts are absolutely nothing and working miracles. None of that stuff is anything if love is not present. Hallelujah. So here we are in verse 10 of that chapter. But when the perfect comes, that when that perfect love comes in our lives, the partial will pass away. Amen. Amen. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. See, we no longer have to have temper tantrums because we didn't get our way. Because we're not children. We've allowed this patience to have its perfect work in us, maturing us, maturing us into sons and daughters and not babies. We don't reason like children. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 12 says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So we are to move from seeing ourselves in a mirror dimly. Becoming face to face. This is in the spirit realm. Face to face with Christ. Because until we do, we are only seeing in part. Our vision increases. As we behold him, as we behold Christ. Then we shall know fully, as we have been fully known. We're fully known by him. We are fully known by him. Glory to God. So as we grow in this knowledge of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. As we search for him in the scriptures, as we see him, we're being transformed, transformed from glory to glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. More like Christ. More like Christ. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. We are coming into the fullness of knowing who we are. Because we already are. He's already placed us in Christ. His Holy Spirit is already in us. We who believe. We who have accepted Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. He's already come in and taken up residence. We are a new creation. And we walk through the process of knowing who we are. It's already established. It's a finished work. It's a finished work. This promise of peace that we have as a result of this. Let's read John fourteen twenty seven. It says, peace I leave you. My peace I give you. This is Jesus talking. Not as the world gives you do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. So 
if you want to not be troubled in these times or afraid, hold on to this scripture. He is giving you his peace. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Okay, let's move down to, let's move to Ephesians 2. Because in this chapter, he is saying he himself is our peace. He's giving himself to us. He is our peace. Let's read Ephesians 2 verse 14. Uh, no, I'm starting in 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh he is taken the judgment for our sin and dealt with the dividing wall of hostility the judgments that were against us verse 15 says by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, Jesus, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Oh, Jesus, you are my peace. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near for through him we both have access in one spirit to the father amen i want to quickly read one more scripture and i'm and i'm going to close colossians chapter 2 I'm going to start in verse 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. How did you receive him? Okay, well, that's how you walk in him. By faith. By faith. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Abounding in thanksgiving. Hallelujah. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, hello, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, together with Christ, having forgiven us all our trespasses, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities, put them to open shame, talking about our enemy and his cohorts, by triumphing over them. In him. Glory to God. And now we have peace with God. Abide in him. 
and you shall abide in peace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for your word. Hallelujah. It's so powerful. So powerful. Full of life. Full of glory. Full of love. Full of peace. Full of wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Everything that we need is in you. So I thank you, Lord God, that the spirit of your word right now is ministering life to the hearers of this message. That right now, Lord God, that things that may have been uh, a distraction or a deception, that it is um, washed away by your word. The cleansing, the cleansing of this word, just washing, washing, washing all of the dust and the dirt from this world, washing, washing, clearing our vision, opening our ears to hear, hallelujah, what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking in these days. So we thank you. We thank you that you are mindful of us. You always see us. You always hear us. Thank you for loving us. And we do give thanks in Christ Jesus' name. Amen and amen. This concludes our hour of declaring the finished work. This is your host, Pat Randall. So glad that you spent time. Amen. With me, glory to God. And... Uh, tomorrow night, don't forget, Friday Night Joy with Reverend Ray and Friends, and that's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we have the monthly broadcast of Bold and Beautiful, which is the young adult, youth and young adult broadcast here on When Christians Speak Talk Radio. That's Saturday, this coming Saturday morning at 10 a.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. And then we have on Sunday, we have Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The, the Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk is every second Sunday of the month, just to remind you. And then the Youth and Young Adult broadcast is the second Saturday of the month, and that's at 10 a.m. So praise God, and I'm just so thankful Thankful, thankful for an opportunity, another opportunity to just encourage you and, and share with you and just continue, continue on this fight of faith. Amen. Keep on believing. Keep on trusting God. He will never fail you. He will never leave you. He will always be with you. His love is unconditional. God bless you. listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news.